Dear Christian friends, these are the things I'd like you to take away from the sermon today. As we enter God's presence, we are reminded of our identity. We are the people of God. We carry God's name. We must also remember that we struggle with sin. Consider this from Leviticus 19, the Old Testament lesson which we just read. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to all the congregation of Israel and say to them, You shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. First two verses of Leviticus 19. These words are the center of our text this morning. This section of the Old Testament is sometimes called the Holiness Code. It's a section in the book of Leviticus that describes what holiness is all about. More importantly, it describes for God's people what they are all about. Indeed, it describes what we're about. Holiness is the identity of God's people in the Old Testament. Holiness is also the identity of God's people today. You have an identity, holy in Christ. You did not earn this identity. The Lord God is the source of all of our holiness. We cannot do good things in order to make ourselves holy. We remind you of what Isaiah told us about our good works, that they are but filthy rags before the Lord. You know, you can be a do-it-yourself carpenter, you can be a do-it-yourself plumber, but you cannot be a do-it-yourself saint. Cold-blooded animals lack the ability to regulate their own body temperature. They also lack insulation of fur and feathers to retain their body heat. When a cold-blooded animal feels cold, it cannot warm up on its own. A snake or a frog must sit, warm up by sitting in the sunlight or on a warm rock. We are all cold-blooded when it comes to holiness. We cannot generate our own holiness. We are warmed by a holy God who makes us holy through Christ. God grabs us when we're baptized, makes us member of God's holy priesthood. In our baptisms, we are given the gift of the Holy Spirit, who continues to teach us. Jesus saved us, not because of the righteous things that we have done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Titus 3.5 He saved us, not because of our righteousness. We're learning from the people that we are in Christ. This process is called sanctification. It means, very simply, being made holy. 
We are learning to keep God's name holy in our lives. We are learning to avoid and resist sin so that we do not desecrate God's holy name. God gives you a summary of this in the first three commandments. My paraphrase, think about this. Love God only, first commandment. Remember the Sabbath. Make no idols. Do not use the name, Lord's name in vain. Our Lord God shows us how we are to walk in his holiness by loving our neighbor as ourselves. God is generous towards us. We are to be generous toward others. Remember Jesus' parable of the unmerciful servant who was given a, forgiven a huge debt. I've talked about that from time to time when you have several ministers or people who presumably Bible scholars together and perhaps the only way that man could have accumulated that much debt was to have been a tax collector who did not turn in the money. It's an enormous amount of money. Now remember, it was forgiven. And then he went outside and had a, sir, a fellow servant who owed him two bucks, and he refused to accept or give that debt. We are called to be generous with our forgiveness. This idea of the harvest. God told the Israelites to leave part of their harvest in the field and in the vineyards for the poor who lacked money. Illustration of this in the Bible is where Ruth was do, was what Ruth was doing in the fields of Boaz. She was collecting grain that the harvesters had missed or left behind. We are to serve others too. This is why we send food to food pantries. We have quite a stack of it out in front of the church. We're still collecting it till the end of the month. Put some in the pile. For the food pantry. And why we support Love Chapel. Simple answer. I am your God and I am holy. That's what the Lord says to us. God's holy people don't cheat workers out of their wages. We don't curse the deaf or cause the blind to stumble. Israel was to fear God and gave, and who gave them their wealth and to serve others too. Look at some of the things and ideas that Western culture, prompted by Christianity, has developed. I'll give you one you might not even think about. Labor unions. Guide dogs for blind people. Hearing aids. All these things were invented to help people with disabilities because Jesus taught us to love our neighbors as ourselves and to take care of the sick and disabled. And why? The answer in scripture is, I am God and remember, I am holy. God's holy people do no injustice. Verses 15 and 16 of today's reading. Do not pervert justice. Do not show partiality to the poor or favoritism to the rich. 
but judge your neighbor fairly. And do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. Leviticus 19, 15, and 16. Tells you these things. They're very clear in Scripture. Israel was to judge in righteousness without partiality and to stand up for the sanctity of life. We are still to serve others too. Think of being generous with your time. It's a little different from being generous with your money, but it works out pretty much the same way. And why? I am God, and I'd like you to say it with me this time. God is holy. Let's try that again. God is holy. God's holy people don't hate each other. Do not hate your brother in your heart. A very clear statement. Rebuke your neighbor frankly so that you will not share in his guilt. All these are perfectly practical, or very practical statements. Don't seek revenge or bear a grudge against one of your people. But love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Again from Leviticus 19. Now we're coming to some of the harder parts of this, these commands. Israel was to love their neighbors as themselves. Okay, now what about your neighbor whose dog barks at 5 o'clock in the morning? Or 2 o'clock or midnight? Especially if that neighbor refuses to do anything about it. How do you love that person? Well, you might ask God for help. Because they're not easy to love. But we are still called to love them. Why? I am God and I am holy. The consistent answer from our Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus is the very identity of holiness. We struggle with our identity. These descriptions of holiness don't sound very much like us. Oh, we'd like to help our neighbor, but we'd also like to get something in return. That's the very definition of the Greek word for philos, which is brotherly love. I'll help you if you help me. Brotherly love. But that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about help when you don't expect anything in return while helping our neighbors. How can that be that God identifies people like that as his holy people? Jesus is holy. He came to be the perfect neighbor. God's love for us is not a concept. Jesus is love incarnate. Jesus emptied himself of his godhood, godhood to be poor. He was a visitor here on earth. And think of the way we treated him at the end of his ministry when we stripped him of his clothing, put him to death on a cross. He was slandered. His name was profaned. He was cursed. Obstacles were put in his way. <coughs> he was judged unjustly. People actually told lies at his trial. We would call that perjury, but they were not punished. 
And Pilate, the man with all the power in his hands, there is the representative of Rome, of the emperor. And Pilate does what's convenient, crucifies Jesus. Oh yeah, that's a lot easier than dealing with this mob today, right? Never mind the fact that he had a legion there with him. He had ways of dealing. Never mind. Just hang him on a cross and he'll be dead and he'll be gone. And I won't have to worry about him anymore. That's the way Pilate did it. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And why? I am God and I am Jesus Christ. Jesus is your God and Redeemer. He is the source of your holiness. He is our true identity. We find it in Christ. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. He is the source of your holiness. We are holy because we are baptized into Christ. He, Jesus, the Lord is holy. That's our identity. That's who we are. Our faith in Jesus saves us. The Holy Spirit comes into our hearts and sanctifies us. Each time we fail to live up to God's standards, Jesus picks us up, washes us off in his blood until we're white and clean again before the law. Amen. May these words give you the peace which passes all understanding. Amen.